And we're back. Yes. Hallelujah. New year. Yes. We made it. Feels just the same. Going to take me the next eight months to figure out how to write that three. Isn't that always the case? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as the time change. You ever know, I used to not let it bother me, and I'm going to say used to because this past go round, it kind of got on my nerves a little bit. But I, and I think it was more of a case of I was very aware of how dark it was at five because I had gotten accustomed to doing some stuff after work. Yep. That's you always know, the challenge for me. My exercising and things like that, going walking, whatever, I'd gotten accustomed to doing that and then coming home and doing my little piddly chores and things. And by the time I get home, it's dusk. And right. I get my little piddly chores done, look out a window, and it's like, holy hell, it's midnight. Mm-hmm. But it's only 5.30. Yep, that's that's always the rub for me, especially cutting grass later in the season or into the winter once the time change happens because I don't get off until a certain time. Now, for me, I'm waiting on my wife to get home because I go in earlier. i got to go get the little one after after daycare and all that good stuff and come home and then i'm like toe tapping all right i gotta do this i gotta do this i'm on a timeline i don't cut my full yard anymore unless it's on a weekend i do half a yard a day half a yard tomorrow and which is not the end of the world by any means at all but it's just one of those things it's like damn it (laughs) i'm gonna jackass this up that's it he's josh I'm Kenny. This is Random Lamp Ramblings, and I get to tell you right here, right now, as that child gets older, the less you're going to have to wait. If you've never seen the Jackass movies, you need to watch them. I, anyway. I've seen them, <laughs> but yes. Some of them are I better used than to, others. I actually used to uh, get picked on a lot. My daughter, at age two, three, whatever, I think it was right around two or three, was very fascinated with my pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And I found out really, really quick that if I put her and a few toys over in the bed of the pickup truck and I kept the cab locked and I kept it in the shade, she would sit out there and play and watch me mow grass. And that that is what I did. Now, I, at the time, we had great neighbors and they had a good view of our yard and most of the time they were outside as well. So it's not like my, my back was sure. turned that much. I always made sure what she had was the safe stuff, the stuff that, you know, is is less likely to harm a child of that age. The non-chokables. Yeah, I didn't put her back there with choking hazards or a hose pipe. So, but she really enjoyed playing in the back of my truck. So I used it as one big, huge, full-size, four-wheel drive playpen when I wanted to mow grass. And I just kept it to where I could always look over my shoulder, see the kid. Look over my shoulder, see the kid. And then my wife would come home. I would be mowing grass. My wife would just go find my four-wheel drive playpen, get the kid, and typically she got a screaming fit because the kid won't stay in the truck. Right. But, I mean, I just I used little things like that to my advantage. And as they grow, you start getting some of your freedom back mm-hmm. to do this, to do that, to do the other. And then you blink and you realize, holy cow, I just lost all of this. But, see, now I get to have these fun stories about of how I let her play in the pickup while I mowed grass. And I was not the one that would ride her around in my lap while I mowed grass. I would ride her on the lawnmower, but never with the blades engaged. I was a little fearful of that because, you know, what if she fell? So I, I've been, and, and again, every, I realize every situation is different, but uh, my daughter is very intrigued with riding on the mower. Uh, my concern is volume and getting her soundproof headphones because little ears are super sensitive um, mine are as well, but I'm usually listening to music or something like that to try to thin that herd a little. Uh, but that would be my concern. However, on the flip side of the safety thing, I have a zero turn mower, so I pretty much have one of those yeah. roller coaster lock right. locks in front. It would take a pretty serious screw up on my part or a pretty serious jump on her part to find herself run over. Well, see, I, had, I didn't have a zero turn. So no, no, she no I understand. On, she would have been on one knee. No. Uh, and me I'm running the you. steering wheel on the other. Yep, and the lawnmower I had at that time yeah. actually was louder when the when the blades were engaged than it was when they weren't. Yeah. So I could pull back on the throttle a little bit and just kind of putt-putt around the yard. That's what she I've got, been doing. She got a big kick out of that. Yep. It's just like the motorcycle I had. I'd putt-putt around the yard. 
I, I wouldn't take her out on the road, out on the highway, but you know, I'd put butt around the yard a little bit mm-hmm. just because it, it's fun to do that. Yep. And it, that's a little bit more controlled environment. Semi truck's not going to run off the road and hit the backyard. You know, it's going to have to go through the house first. Pretty much. So it, it, it little things like that. Now we were talking about that the other weekend because they, they came in and brought the pseudo son-in-law's son. So Papa practice. Uh, yeah. my, my little buddy came in, and we were actually talking about it, how sometimes you just have to let them get by with it. There's always something that whatever the child wants to do, it. it's not the best thing on the planet for the child to be doing. Accidents could happen doing this particular activity, but you know what? You know yourself because you've done it in the past. It's fun. So they need to do it two or three times. My daughter's favorite was she liked to jump from the couch to the floor, but she'd put the couch cushions on the floor. So she was basically setting herself up for, you know, stunt guy stuff. You're uh-huh. going to jump and fall into the mat. Well, what children, three, four, and five years old, don't understand is those cushions will go flying across the room, and you end up falling not the way you want to, and mm-hmm. you, you can seriously get yourself hurt. Yep. And what she didn't get at the time, I had a stereo cabinet with a glass door on it. And oh, I could, right through the front of that. I could stand, well, what I used it to my advantage. I could stand in the other room and watch her reflection right. in that stereo cabinet. And I would hear the thud. Ah, she's at it again. Thud. Okay. One more. One more. Thud. Yep. And then you hear the giggle. All right, one more after that, just because she's having a good time. Then I'd come around the corner. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to do that, right? Really wouldn't fuss. And I got this I, all the time. You could hear her. How does he see me? I never would tell her until until she got way older. But And we were talking about that because sometimes there's just stuff you need to get by with. And my little buddy would grab a dog toy and torture the, I mean, chase the dog. I mean, run with the uh, dog toy uh-huh. through the house. And, you know, the dog really was not having a bad time. The dog was... At one point in time, the dog would be getting chased. Then the dog would be giving chase. But the little kid would just giggle and laugh because he's got the dog toy. And the dog would just hant and pant because he's getting played with. And he's having a great time. And his dad's like, you let me know if if he gets on your nerves running through the house like this. I tell you what, I'll let him know. And, you know, the pseudo son-in-law just looks at me and goes, you sure this is okay? Currently, there's not a whole lot going on through here. Child's right. going to get hurt doing. He's got on shoes, so the hard surface floors we have, he's he's not going to slip. He may slip over there. I think all in all, he's going to be fine. The pathway he's taking, there's blunt objects. There's blunt objects everywhere. Let him chase the dog. Let the dog chase him. Both of them will nap later. They're having a great time. Yep. Sometimes you just got to pick and choose your battles. And I just, I don't think, I don't know. There's things you don't want them to do. They love doing them. I, I think if you're there and you can keep an eye on it, supervise once or twice. Just make sure they don't see you. Because <laughs> so, sometimes you just need to get by with it. You know, it's like race, racing to the to your vacation. Sometimes you need to be able to get by with doing 255. Yeah. So my concern currently, and obviously age ranges vary from where your kids are and this and that and the other, uh, my daughter's going to be two in a couple of months, and we are to the standing on furniture phase. My concern is the couch that we have that she is most prone to climb all over does not have fixed cushions on the back. She could grab it and throw it. It's just a pillow. One of the many reasons I hate that couch, but I didn't buy it. It's not my floor of the house, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. That couch sucks. But the concern I have is it means it's much easier for her to go up and over the back on the wrong move. Right. Your grimace is pretty much my point. The other side of that coin for me is... I don't want this behavior to be okay at other places, other people's homes. I, that's a problem for me. You know, and not everybody's like me. You, you bring your child to my house, I will let you know real quick what I don't want your child doing in my house. You know, it, it, they have to do it first, obviously. Right. I mean, you're not going to be greeted with, hello, welcome, snacks are on the table. By the way, here are the rules. You're not going to be greeted like that. But 
I, the sheets on the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm that person that Sign a would waiver. be like, you know, y- y- your child's torturing my dog by pulling its tail. I'm going to look you dead square in the face. Child needs to quit pulling my dog's tail. And I'm only going to give you that one warning. Then I'll get onto your child because yeah. my house. Uh, but that's just, and you're right, not everybody's the same. And some people's furniture may be designed less safe for that activity than yours. Well, you've I mean, I've got a couple of chairs that rock. Well, so, you know, she climbs up in mine and get to grabbing at a cushion. She's going to get thrown because, you know, it just does that. Well, but you've seen the couch I've got in the man cave down in the basement. It's more than suitable for that. Yes. Do I want her to do that? No, because I know if she does it on the couch in our living room, you've also seen that couch. You, now that I've told you those pillows aren't fixed, are going to look at that couch completely different when you leave out of here today. Yes. And you're going to go, oh, you're right. My concern is safety. Now, I will say this about this. The journey that we took to get my daughter into this world, I'm going to do everything in my bloody God-given powers, abilities, luck to not be the cause of an untimely demise. Not that anybody sets out to be that way, but I know how lucky we got. So I'm, while not helicopter dad, I'm trying not to be that. When she throws tantrums, she does not get what she wants. She gets the exact opposite of what she wants. And I know there's a balance you, there, you'll but find, safety You'll find is a there, thing. like with the lawnmower, you'll, you'll find that, you'll find it. You'll find oh, what yeah. you need. You know, it's if she's loving to jump, that needs that part needs to be encouraged. But you can get one of those little running trampolines yep. where you can stand there and hold her hand and let her jump all day uh-huh. long. Or, you know, they, they make in-home bounce houses that are not... Yep. I mean, there's... There's stuff out there where oh, yeah. you, you just you just have to find because you you want to encourage the activity part, but I get your I get your point. So she'll pull the cushions off the couch, the the pillows and the seat cushions. Have at it, have at it, Jimboree. Yeah, all day. Enjoy, but you're not gonna climb up and jump over the back of that. Not all, and she wouldn't do it on purpose. It would just be. Do you just take those running steps and then lean the wrong way one time and over we go. That's how you wind up on your head, broken neck, dead baby, and that's not okay with me. Now, that is an extreme. Children I was just going to say, durable. that is like the worst case scenario. Children are very durable, and I understand uh, that, but that's not a risk I'm willing to take because if I did the same thing, vegetable. I Vegetable. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, though. I've also spent uh, enough we, of my life not eating vegetables. We, I don't want to be one. Right. I I think it's kind of hilarious because when we're kids, we're all about it. Let's let's climb up to the monkey bars and walk across them instead of using oh. our hands. Oh, I did stupid crap like that. For the that. record, that's probably then, still safer than their hands. And then our child, you know, comes up and it's all of a sudden like, don't you dare get up there and walk. You could you you could get hurt. And you're sitting over there remembering how many times you did it and how fun it was. I was like, you know, it 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 starts to put into perspective a lot of when you were kind of mad at your mom. Stop that! What the hell is her problem this time? You know, and and now you have the other side of it to where it's like, stop that! Oh crap! That was that was her problem. <laughs> it's so, amazing how much smarter your parents get after you have a have a child of your own. So I don't necessarily have as many of those moments. Not that my parents didn't take me to the playground. I've got, like, a ton. <laughs> right. But I think a lot of that's based around exposure. When we had downtime, my father, much like I do with my daughter, I'm much more, not that I wouldn't want to be like my father, I don't mean it like that, but I find ways to do what I want to do to relax while incorporating the kid. And some of that is selfish. Some of it is, I, I kind of want her to do what I want to do. I had a first shift mom and a second shift dad. Fair enough. So uh, when it come time for their down, for my dad's downtime, I, I was nowhere around. <laughs> yeah, I was in bed. Right. Uh, mom's downtime was non-existent pretty much because, because she had to come around. in and you know tend to tend to us and then tend to all the, the the evening choice for herself. Now, decades apart in our age, so we'll well a decade. So we'll we'll 
go ahead and put it out there. I grew up in in a in a time frame in which it was okay at eight nine years old to go out the front door, get on your bike, and go a few blocks away because there there was roads full of kids yep. doing same the same thing. thing, and everybody's mom and dad was was peeking out the the window, the door. Uh, I I tell stories to people how I got off the bus a good mile mile and a half from where my grandmother's house actually was but the bus that's the only stop that was the closest stop and i'd walk and there are people that are horrified that i would walk from a school bus at middle school aged that far to get to but i was on a road that my great grandparents both sets my dad's side and my mother's side once once one one lived at the top one lived at the bottom and i was on a road those people lived on that road right forever yeah, so, so everybody in between, pretty much everybody in between knew me, and pretty much everybody in between knew the routine because one of the two sets had done already let all the neighbors know. Right, and you know it's it, it was a little bit different. Now, I, even I would cringe uh, if to let a child. I would not have let my child do that. We were we actually went to a a friend that we have that works at CPS and said, okay, we're in a position where she's got to start coming home by herself. And his his response was, what's your plan? Um, well, this is what we've told her. It's a good plan. It's fine. She's at a good age. Right. All right, we were just checking with you because you're the professional. And he's looking, he's kind of grinning, he's going, no, you're not the parents I worry about. <laughs> and I'm like, right. okay. He says, because you have a plan. You're not just go home you have a plan and that was a big deal for us we 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 were really kind of worried about that because the house we were in previously when she was in elementary school the neighbors were home on both sides of us right pretty much all day every day sure so if she forgot her key she had some place to go yep she really wasn't going home alone because we know exactly what she was doing she's getting off the bus and going to the neighbor's house you know it's it, that kind of a situation there, there was always so and usually we had somebody there yep. if she came straight home from school. I mean, we, we paid for after-school care well into, into elementary school. So if she had to come home, usually there was somebody there. But if she, perchance, got there before that somebody got there, there was a neighbor on either side that she could go to. And believe it or not, we had a plan there, too. If you get there and, you know, so-and-so's, oh, well, we'll just say Granny. If you get there and Granny's not there, you go around back. You don't let nobody know you're around back. Well, Granny found her a lot of times down there with the big dogs that we had at the time because the dogs loved her. <laughs> so she'd just go on down there where they were well, that and was play scary. with the dogs. <laughs> no worrying about anybody getting to her at that point uh, no. because I can promise you the lab wasn't going to let it happen. But, you know, it. like I said, it's, it's amazing how smarter my parents got when I had my first child. Right. Because some of that, you don't think about it. Oh, I used to go home when I was in elementary. I'd go home by myself. Well, you don't think about the fact until you get – to, to looking at it from the other side, never fail. Old man Smith, always waving at you when you got off your bus. Little lady down the road, always smiling outside, playing right. in the flowers. Fun you know, it's like they, they had their jobs. Yep. So w- the neighborhood I grew up in, very, very similar in that regard. It You had, truthfully, you had five streets some with side streets and so on and so forth, but the neighborhood was the only tr- the only through traffic was on one road, and we were told that biking on that road not necessarily the most well thought out decision. If you can cut through a yard, here are the yards that it's probably okay. Here are the ones that probably shouldn't. Like you knew your neighbors well enough to know, and we never did like a neighborhood block party. That wasn't our mo. That wasn't that neighborhood's mo. But you know which backyards you could and couldn't go through along the way and go, okay, i got to get from here to here. Well, hell, half the time. You live two streets over. I'm riding my bike between my house, your house, and I only yeah. have to cross the street for about six seconds because by then I am rolling. And I know who lives on that street, and I can pretty much tell. They're at work, they're at work, they're at work. Boom! I want to see if I can get a little air this time. <laughs> my... My backyard at, at my old house had trail access for yeah. ATVs and dirt bikes. Oh, that's awesome. And the people that had lived there before me kind of cut it off. I mean, they and I when I realized that there was a trail there, 
And I was talking to the neighborhood kids, and they were basically saying, "Hey, that this is how we used to access some of our trails." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't really, I can understand these people. I don't want ruts going through the middle of my yard, but I tell you what, y'all can go this way, this way, this way, because I wanted them to have fun. Yeah, I wanted them to have fun, and then and their parents wanted to know whose yard they were on. Shoot, I had a, I had a pool table. A lot of these kids were hanging out before I even had a kid. A lot of these kids were hanging out in my basement because they wanted to play on a pool table. All I was doing was keeping an eye on them, and making Kool Aid. Right. I was like the neighborhood babysitter. I just never got paid for it, and you know, and we didn't care. They would roll through, hang out on my front porch if I was home, if I play pool, whatever. And they're, we made sure we knew all of their parents. And it was okay. It was okay with the parents, okay with us. Nobody was going to get harmed. We just happened to be the, the hangout. Of course, you know, these kids were 12 and 13. We were 23. So there's only a 10-year difference in age anyway. So, and, and even though that seems a little creepy, why would you have friends that are 10 years younger than you? But it wasn't. I just happened to have the cool house because I had a porch swing and I had a pool table. You know, it was and it was someplace that didn't have somebody's Mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But mom and dad had access. 100% access. And it was more than once. There was a case of mom and dad had to be gone. Those kids, we were getting phone calls. Can, get, can they get off the bus at your house? Well, I'll get home. At, yeah, they go ahead. Whatever. I mean, we literally turned into the neighborhood babysitters. We look out for the neighbor's daughter now. It's We know when she gets off that bus. My wife is, when she is work from home, we got an eye out. And, you know, if she forgets her key... She's in our house. She don't. She don't have to sit on no porch and wait. It, it's it's just the thing, and it's it, it it feels like it was more common when I was a child than it is now. Mm-hmm. Because see, now I wave at all my neighbors. I know what my neighbors drive. I can only tell you a few of them's names. I could name two, three. It, if you talk direct vicinity, I don't have it. I have woods and then into a farm behind me so that nothing there on my left side very cordial could knock on their door in the dead of well not dead of night normal evening hours not be necessarily thrown off as weird across from them caddy corner for me know his name know what think i know what he does he pretty much keeps to himself we wave we talk we cut up carry on no big deal there's a driveway across from me. Don't know them from Adam. I wave. We're always cordial. We're always polite. We always laugh and joke. I couldn't tell you their name. I I would know where. I know how to look it up. We have GIS for all of that in our areas now, so I could tell you who owned the home, but I couldn't tell you who's living in it. So you haven't you haven't been to my house. You yourself, your wife has. We ha- it looks like there are just a cluster of three houses. Right. Uh, one of those houses is unoccupied. So it's basically just us and our next door neighbor. The house that's being built across the road is way off the road, kind of down the hill. Yep. We know who they are. We're 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 Facebook buddies. We're Snapchat buddies. Uh, when when they're out and about and over there working on their house because they haven't moved in yet, we'll go over there and speak. But we also don't want to be in the way. Yep. Uh, Fine line. To, to next to us are two three empty lots before you get to the next house. So we don't really know those people. We know they have a pool. We know they like to skeet shoot. But that's stuff that we can tell from our house. We do have someone living behind us. We know her because she was one of my daughter's teachers. Wave at her all the time. At the diagonal, we know those people's names. We wave at them. We don't really socialize with them. And on up the road, all all you get on up the road in either direction, all you get out of me is nicknames. Some of them based on what they drive. Some of them based <laughs> on, you know, because some of them drive work vans home. Uh, and one of them works at a glass company, so he's just glass guy. I met him by accident. Some, somebody drove down the road, something fell out of their truck. He noticed it. I was walking up there to see what it was. By the time he came back, he goes, this isn't yours, is it? No. He introduced himself, and I went, oh, you're glass guy. And he busted out laughing. He goes, nicknames, huh? I said, that's about all I got. Yeah. And I told him, not going to remember your name after you drive off. I'm just going to be honest about it. Wave at him every day. Waved at him every day before then. Yep. Can't tell one of the one of the diagonal neighbors, I see him on occasion at work. Well, while I'm at work, I see him on occasion out and about. We wave, we speak, we 
we know exactly who each other are. I just don't know what I don't know his name. I have no clue if he knows mine. Yep. But you know, when I was a kid though, I knew everybody on the road. Yeah. Oh and no, just, you knew it, every house. Yeah, it felt it every just, person in that it, house. It feels a lot different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does. And and with my child, we didn't live. We always lived out in the county, mm-hmm. not necessarily in a neighborhood. Yep. So you you actually have more of a neighborhood situation than I have. Even so though I, I lived in the county. It probably it probably would would be different or a different feel. But when I when I was a kid, we lived in the city. So there was huge neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it, it it just it's just the way it is, I guess. He's gotten on his phone and I have really just let that run its course. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that. I as you were talking about people that lived around you and so, and so on and so forth, um, I just I was like, I just remember a kid that used to live next door to me. I just looked up to see if I could find him on social. Not that I would want to be friends or anything, just to see if. He's on there just for the sake of the moment. But um, interesting, you talk about that and how small the world is. The not the house my parents are in now, but the one I grew I grew up in, uh, the one my sister grew up in, probably more so than me. I was three when we moved in. She was on the verge of uh, on the verge of showing up. Um, but had a kid that lived next door to me, split family, and. Didn't see him all the time, obviously, for all the different, you know, reasons and rationale and, and you know, how the whole split family status and how that works. But um, come to find out over the last five or six years, probably, and I, and I don't, don't speak to him, but I know him and he knows me. Um, there's, there's a co-worker that we used to have. Um, you and I both worked with this person at the same time. Uh, worked weekends with us. It's her brother. Did not know. Really? Did not know. Um, and just now, I mean, I know who he is now. And the first time I met him, I met him, met him as an adult, he kind of looked at me and I kind of looked at him and, and that coworker said, what's the matter? And I'm like, I feel like I know that guy. And she said, well, that's my brother. And I went, son of a bitch. (laughs) He did not have the same recollection that I did, so I did not push the issue. Had he also gone, son of a bitch, no problem. And again, we've been cordial, and I think she's kind of laid out for him who I am, and he remembers, but it's not. it wasn't like we ever hung out as kids. It was like... Oh, I'm going to go over and hang out because he's got cooler toys than I do. <laughs> there's a... well, And he was older than me. There's a... We were talking off the mic about perceptions. Everything. Everything is perception. And perception is 100%. And here's the thing. There, there's, there's probably someone or multiple someones from your childhood that you, uh, you may have looked up to. They may have, in that moment, just considered you the little boy down the road. Yep. And and and, and that's the way I want to put that. But yet, you looked up to them. And it could be they let you play with their new X-Wing for two hours. Mm-hmm. From their perspective, it could have been a case of bored shitless, and this is the only thing that's going to walk two blocks down the road. Okay, I'll play with him. In- and 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 I and I play that down. It's probably harsher than than what oh, no, no, some no, of these folks it. would think. Um, I'm I'm trying to get the point out there without talking so long. But you're going to remember more than he will. And my example of this, I had, I moved around a lot, which meant I changed schools a lot. Yeah. And at one point in time, I, I ended up with the full circle. Went back to a high school. Where we and where I had previously gone to elementary school with yeah, some yeah. Folks. you moved back into the system. Yeah, moved back into that same people recognized me. One or two of them I had actually kept up with in some way, shape, or form over the years. Hence, my best friend that I managed to keep up with since like the fourth grade. Sure, but a couple of these other people were like, "Wow, wait, this is uh, 
this is you. Whoa, from from that guy's class. Yeah, that's that. I'm I'm that. Who are you? They remembered me. I didn't remember them. And then there were the reverses. It's like a name gets called out in homeroom. It's like God, I know. I yeah, I know. I know that person. But they didn't remember me. Right. But and I don't. I don't speak of a lot of personal things. But I managed thanks to social to catch up with a couple of people. Uh, that were about a year ahead of me in high, in that high school. Mm-hmm. I had never gone to school with them before, but I, you know, got picked on quite a bit when I was a kid. And when I first went to this school, first of all, thought she was the best looking thing on the planet. I'll go ahead and say that my wife is already well aware, <laughs> so You're I'll good. say it on here, no problem. But she always smiled, talked to me. While the next eight people had something dirty to say or something off the wall, you know, something right. horrible to say. And he was the same way. He'd nod, he'd wave, he'd speak. Uh, because high school is the way it is, ended up with, in classes with one or both of them at some point in time. I, I was the nerd that was the photographer for the yearbook staff. He played baseball. So, I mean, I took a lot of pictures. I had no clue until social. Those two got married after high school. Oh, cool. Not like directly after high school. A couple of years on, down the yeah. road. Uh, but thanks to social, hooked back up with them. Okay, I'm going to put the sad twist on the story. She's recently passed with cancer. Okay. Yes, that one. That we were okay. here. Yep. Um, but she went and did the whole plead of go to your doctor, don't ignore your symptoms, blah, 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 blah. Maybe a story for another day. Don't want to do that right now. But I had taken an opportunity to just let them know how excited I was to catch back up with them and they were straight up and she told me she says I remember you she said just don't remember us being that close of friends and he told me he goes I had to look you up in the yearbook yep and I'm like okay let me explain to you why I know y'all differently mm-hmm. so you recanted the whole thing about them always being nice to me and both of them were like wow so you really do never know what a smile does no you don't and throughout her entire illness, I kept up with him and her, mainly him. And I was just, he, there were days where it just, he'd post something on social and it'd be like, God, he needs a friend right now. He and I have developed quite a, a friendship uh, throughout her illness. She and I got to be a little bit closer throughout her illness. And she's gone, it's unfortunate. But I had, I had the fortune of being able to tell them why. Yeah, I looked up to them so much. Not just to reconnect, but to tell them why I looked up to them so much. And there you go. That's the per- that's the perception, you know. Because and we all have that one kid that was like, oh, he got on my nerves all the time. Yep. And you barely remember his name, but you can see his face. Mm-hmm. And then we all have that one kid that was more than likely a little bit older that we were like, oh, God, I wish I could run into him again. You remember his name. You remember his name well, and you know exactly how many times a week you were at his house and what all you did. And usually that's someone that's a year or two older, and all it is is they were just nice to you, but from your perception it was like God nice. So, <laughs> it was like here's your every desire kind of nice. And it's it, a lot of people don't realize that, and that's one of the reasons that we've developed this whole don't be a dick thing at the end of it. Because you don't know. There yeah. there are moments that you're you're gonna really affect somebody's life positively and you don't know. <laughs> and you may never know. So I've had a not an epiphany. It's the best way that's the best way to describe it in terms of a spontaneous focal point, but it's not necessarily life altering, but just kind of the way you've described it. The neighbor that I was that we were just talking about on on my side of things, I'm pretty well convinced now that his mom let me in the house because it was a break from the situation he was in. It could it, it at, could during be. the week because we never really played outside, never really came out to play outside. I mean, didn't play sports with him, nothing, nothing of that nature at all, and it was just. I'm going to let the neighbor kid in to give him some sort of social interaction that's not the others. Not having been through that type of situation, yeah. looking at it from the outside. Total assumption. Total assumption. At, yeah, but looking at it from the outside, I could I could see a parent doing that. 
mm-hmm. I could see a parent watching their kid for the fourth night in a row come home from school and go curl up in a corner somewhere, and they they kind of need to be forced mm-hmm. to to interact. And I could also see where that particular child may not remember who that was. Right, because I'm just the annoying little kid that lives next door. That yeah, because I can remember at certain moments. Can we play with this? No, I don't want to do that right now. It just, the memories have kind of, I don't want to say flooded back in, because they're not that necessarily that reverent, but it was just that same kind of feel. Well, it's like, people just don't, like I said, people don't realize the effect. You were probably having way more positive effect on his life than he thought. Maybe. And it's possible he remembers you but he remembers you looking differently yep. and with a different name. And and all it is is because back then, he didn't care enough to remember all of that. Yep. But he remembers, and that's, that's called remembering an, an emotion. He's just remembering. You know, People talk all the time about how, oh, a certain song can just bring back the smells. Yes, a certain anything can yep. just bring triggers, it back. Memory triggers I, are unbelievable. There's a toy museum at a set of caverns not far from us. And <laughs> I had a lot of those toys, and you walk through, and you can hear the noises. You can smell it when you're pulling it out of the box. You know exactly how you played with it. You can see it on the carpet in Mom's living room floor. It's that. It's that strong. The association part is that strong. Speaking of toys, uh oh. No, no, no. This is a good thing. I got something. I've gotten not into something necessarily, but. When we were on our vacation a couple of weeks ago, um, we took my daughter to a local science museum that was down in in that area, and they had something that I had seen and heard talked about, but never really interacted with, because, well, for one, I'm an adult. Why would I have access to this? But secondly, I've grown to appreciate it. I would like to see more things in this manner. Um, And I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Kinetic sand. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun. I love this stuff. Like, I think there needs to be a concerted effort outside of not knowing the environmental factors. All of the beaches should go to this stuff. Like, constantly. I don't have to worry about getting sand everywhere. Nothing. I don't have to worry about cleaning anything up. Showering when I leave the beach. I don't have to worry about any of those things. Now, granted, you know I'm not the biggest beach person in terms of the beach itself. But son of a bitch, this stuff is great. I, it was enough that after that trip to the museum, we reached out to Santa and were like, hey, Emma really loved kinetic sand. Can we make that happen? And he hooked us up, and it has just been absolutely glorious. My daughter will not have a sandbox outside. Not going to happen. Because much like the horseshoe pits that were here when we moved in, they are just now grassy areas with walls Half walls all the way around. Outdoors, outdoors sandboxes have to have covers because cats. Oh my god! There's yeah, you don't too. want landmines in your sandbox. No, no. and because your kids think cat, they're yeah, candy. Uh, yeah, no, I get it, but I just, I absolutely am one hundred and ten percent enthralled with the stuff. There's a lot of. Um, See, I've gotten reintroduced to video games thanks to the pseudo son-in-law. Like video think, games have come a long way. <laughs> I'd like to think I have at least some small semblance of partial credit for uh, that. Yeah, well, I, he actually he's got he some let of his you play. Stuff is, yeah, know. some of his stuff is mobile, so he let me play. He come down with the laptop and his uh, IR racing gear and uh-huh. set it all up. And he's like, "Come here, you you've got to do this." And at first it was like, I am going to, I'm going to, and all I was doing was practice laps because he plays right. online and I told him, I said, don't do anything that would, I don't that would make stuff. you, you yeah. know, mess up because there's standings, the whole nine. Matter of fact, this entire game functions quite like NASCAR. Yep. Points uh, and everything. So we, we were doing practice laps and I'm just like, I'm determined I'm going to be able to drive like Earnhardt. First of all, no. No, I can't. Nope. <laughs> Secondly, it turned into a game of can you make the car flip? <laughs> but <laughs> as always with a video game, I make my own rules. But I, I had an absolute blast. And I, I do this in small doses because I don't want to go out. For me, for me to get some of these games, I'm going to have to spend a lot of money. Right. Because I don't have uh, computers that can handle it and I don't have gaming systems right now. 
So, because all of my gaming stuff went with my child. Sure. Uh, because no matter who it was actually bought for, it was hers. I would also like to, since you're talking on the subject of video games, there is one particular company that has got a really good following on TikTok um, that they sell the retro consoles, but they don't just get the stuff off the street, set it on the shelf, and hope you get it. These folks have hired technicians, people that are familiar with the circuitry, the boards. They are literally refurbishing these things from the ground up. I'm talking like the individual Game Boy cartridge, like the OG cartridges. These guys are taking these things apart and making sure they are up to snuff level technicians. So if I were to order something from there for like all of the, the old school gaming stuff, I'm like, I watch their videos, they pack orders, and all their TikToks are just them packing orders of stuff that's going out. I'm like, oh, I want to shop there. Oh, like, and everybody's getting all of the stuff that are the classics that you know and you love. So can I send the gaming systems that I have to them to have them refurbished? Yes. (laughs) Yes, they will. uh, I have an Atari 2600 that could stand some refurbishing. They can take care of that. As well as the games. Yep. They can take care of that. That was another one of those that I begged for, begged for, begged for, begged for as a kid. And Santa will be glad to know that I never got rid of it. I got it. I played it. I played it. I played it at least once or twice a week and until it was multiple years old, which everybody into gaming knows and understands that it only takes a couple of years for the, for the next one to come out. Uh, even back in the 80s, it only takes a couple of years for the next one to come <sighs> out. But I kept or it the next something because I had to wait so patiently for it. I kept it, and I still have it. And it's been a few years since we plugged it up, but the the joysticks were getting a little less responsive. Uh, which you know, and I I know why. I I, I have the Played education the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. I have the education. I understand why. I just don't have the. I don't have enough education to refurbish it. But it's that one and uh, the last Tonka truck I ever got. I still have. So uh, my and it was another one of those I had to to I, well I felt like I probably didn't have to but I felt like I had to plead and beg and borrow and make a deal with the devil in order to get this so I won't I won't turn it loose and my right. my parents are actually hilarious uh, when we moved into our current house they of course helped us and one of the things my mother picked up was that truck she looked at me she goes really and I'm like if you scratch it. And she just looks at me. She says, what are you, you hoping to pay off the house with this? No, that is my truck. That is my truck that had the interchangeable wheels that came with the jack, came with the spare tire, came with the gas can, came with the luggage rack. That is my truck. That is my Tonka truck that I begged Santa for. And I was able to tell her the whole story, where we were living, roughly how old I was. Mm -hmm. I saw the commercial on TV, how quiet I would get looking at the commercial. And she's just looking at me like I had lost my mind. I'm like, nope. I remember receiving this very, very vividly. And my dad was like, it was the only one that you really took care of. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what I did with the rest of them. That one yeah, that one was like garage kept. <laughs> See, I don't Ken, remember. Ken took Barbie out and dates on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the first, like, well, I know what it was. The first video game console I ever got was the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. The first in their line of stuff. The one that just stayed around forever. Yeah, and everybody still loves playing those games. Yes, they do. I mean, there's current versions of Duck Hunt out there for different gaming systems. There are. A lot of that became very iconic. Yes, and and that that was a whole... that, That was a culture in and of itself, to be perfectly honest, because it was just... You had the Atari 2600... But when Nintendo brought out the NES, it was a generational difference between the two. Like, from point A to point B, and my biggest regret in gaming, and if enough enough of the right friends of mine heard it, they would kick my ass. Because I sold my Nintendo Entertainment System and, like, 25 games for next to nothing. Yeah. And kudos to my father for letting me make a mistake because I now kick my own ass. Every time I think about it going, 
you are an the idiot. The great part about the Atari 2600 was that was the technology that, that truly brought the arcade in the living room. Yes. Uh, most of us were playing Mrs. Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, games like that, Galactica, Asteroids, at, well, <laughs> at the Italian pie place. Think about Come it. Come on now. Oh, I no, lost no. it like halfway through. Give no, me a no, break. I'm disappointed. I've, um, it, it's like we haven't no talked about enough but anyway, other stuff. Anyway, they... Uh, it's like those, we haven't talked about enough other stuff for those, you to go down this road. Those games were there yeah, uh, from when you got your pizza. And then, of course, every mall on the planet had an arcade. Oh, my with God. With five million games. And the 2600, though, allowed for all of that to come in, in the house for first. Yep. Because before that, we had Atari's Tennis Pong, by the way, folks. Bloop, 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 bloop. You could play it on color TV, black and white TV. It all looked the same. Uh, and that was a big deal. But the NES system started introducing real graphics. New content. Stuff that did not exist in the arcade. And it was more than just left and right, up and down movements. It was uh -huh. more than just jumping. And you had multiple buttons to make this thing do what it had to uh -huh. do. And you had to have some freaking coordination. And some, mm -hmm. of the, some of the equipment that I have to train guys on now... My first question to them, you a gamer? The answer is yes. Get up here. I can teach this to you in five minutes. Right. Because the hand-eye coordination's already there. Yep. You already know how to work with buttons um, without having to look down at them. Oh, yeah. To make Guitar it players, piano players, anybody that's had to use both hands opposite of themselves, they're they're functioning at an eye hand a hand-eye coordination level that, that's pretty freaking high. It's easy to teach them how to take seven levers, two hands, and get stuff done. Yep. Uh, and see, now, the newest of our, our equipment, like what I use on a normal basis, flight controllers. Mm-hmm. Flight sticks. Uh, the, the first new one we got were T-handles that did everything. These are more like flight controllers, and you stand there like, I got to, I, I got to test drive that thing for a little bit. Uh -huh. And they just they just shook their head at me because I mean I was all smiles because it's buttons and triggers and and true joysticks and I get that I understand that uh, that some of some of the games I like to play the most required that type of controller right uh, so but anyway yeah you, if you sold it for next to nothing uh, you missed out on your retirement. No, not necessarily retirement because there are enough places like that company that do the retro refurbs and that kind of stuff. Um, you're still paying a pretty penny to get your hands on oh, them now. Yes, uh, but it's not it's not the egregious, earth shattering number that you might expect. Now there have been some games that um, that have gone for an obnoxious number. Like there was a. Uh, just recently, within the last six months, there has been an unopened, untouched, unblemished, pristine, 10-level, whatever the hell they rated as, version of Super Mario Bros. 3 still in the box, never been opened, still has the original price tag on it from the day it was... I don't even know if this one had a tag on it. This one may have been factory sealed. Like, never been... Blemished even with the, the little of a price sticker gun hit it. This thing sold, because it was an original, they had serial numbers for all of that yeah. stuff. This thing sold for nearly half a million dollars. I'm I'm not even going to act surprised because I'm not. Oh, no, no. People buy um, stupid stuff like that all the time. Don't even get me started on the prices of Pokemon cards. Good God almighty. Baseball cards, Pokemon cards, when you get the one version or type it's a one in a billion chance you get a better chance of winning the lottery on some of these but there are collectors out there that's got the money and that's what drives the the price up mm -hmm. i mean you know just figure where you'd be standing if you had an elvis sun label blue hawaii blue vinyl right album i mean that right there these days could put somebody in on up there with with the millionaires mm -hmm. and well, the right person would shell that out and never miss it right and that's that's the other thing. Those of us that would actually own it would be like, 
here's my entire life savings. It's a record. Yeah. You shut your mouth. <laughs> well, but some of the people that own it now bought it when it was new and refused it. I don't care how much it's worth. It's my Elvis album. I'm not getting rid of it. Right. Oh, I get that. I've got stuff like that. You ain't getting that. My Tonka truck, by the way. You, right. You know, it's I, I've got stuff that's like that. It's like you are not getting your hands a hold of that. Yep. I will be dead before somebody else possesses that particular truck. It's a one-owner car, man. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if I was going to get him. Sometimes yep. I can make him stumble, especially if, yep. he, if he picks his phone up. I'm finishing. Sometimes I can't. I was having a conversation with a uh, local business owner about something that he got in today from uh, Tiny Tina that was made into the form of a cake, but like it was the main ingredient for the holiday season. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. Yes, I know. That's why I didn't go any further. Um, but well, somebody exactly took, what you're talking about. Somebody took those and made it into its own self-standing cake. Nice. Um, and I want one while you can still get them, which have been harder to find this year than in years past. But, uh, you know, I'll make do. For whatever reason, this year, that particular tiny Tina well, last year. cake. Last year. Whatever. Give me a break. <laughs> Well, you did say just it would take you eight really, months to make the transition. Yeah, right? <laughs> that one just really, really took off this particular season. That's because this, it this got recipeed into everything. Yes. I know, people that, I know people that got the oh ice cream God. and said it was amazing. I have yet to find it. Um, I've I, heard mixed reviews on the ice cream. I've seen a ton of different things. Yep. And people still think I'm crazy. It tastes completely different than the striped horse cake that it's designed after. Correct. And I don't know why. It's it, the, the the cake and the cream is the same. The 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 chocolate coat the white chocolate coating is the same. I don't know if they change or alter the flavor on the striping. One thing for me though is the textural additive of the green sugar crystals, the green hard sugar. Um to me, that always hits different. It adds a layer or a texture to it. But to each their own on that front. Uh, there's Now, there is a list of things that Tiny Tina makes that I got no use for. Uh, but when it comes to their snack cakes, I'm pretty well just in. <laughs> I the, the striped horse cake is good. Yeah. I prefer the seasonal version. Oh, Such yeah. as the one we're talking about. Yes. Uh, and I, I think sometimes it's just because it's only out there for a limited time. Um, there is that. I, I I love her brownie, both the one with peanuts and the cosmic one. I, I, I do, indeed. That's one of the ones I could leave, um, but it's not the end of the world. If that's all I had, I'd take one. Oatmeal cookies are amazing. Goat! The uh, goat, the, and they make double decker oatmeal cookies, which is we've like been down this road, and they the do the chocolate version as oh, well. Oh God! Let's just talk about how much I love chocolate for the next thirty minutes. Uh, no, not really. But uh, you got like seven. I don't know. There's a couple of things I did get the striped horse donuts while we were oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. the Tiny Tina factory. The factory outlet. You told us about, and those. they actually are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, taste only slightly different, but different, but not different bad. Different good. It, it's, it's, and it's nice for it to be based on that and not have the exact same taste. I have something exciting based off of seasonal products. Okay, let's Because go. we're getting to the end of seasonal products we're in a certain... getting to the end of this particular season. This particular set of seasonal products. Um... I don't know for all of you. Some of you may know. Some of you may not. Um, there is a Moravian bakery chain. Um, it it ha- it starts with the same name as the guy who made the decimal system for libraries. Oh, really now? You're familiar with that guy? Yeah. You're familiar with that chain? Okay. Yeah. So they have a store normally during the holiday season 45 minutes south of us. The center is 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 nice to other people. <laughs> That's the best I could go with. Um, it's amenable, amenable center. And uh, we stop by there. We always try to stop by there. One, to support them. Two, it's pretty good. Um, I am a bit upset, though, they discontinued my favorite flavor. That's always how that works. It's like a Game of Thrones character. I can't like anything. 
but since last year when we went down there, they've changed the look. Last time it was shelves and it was obvious it was a mobile site and once the season was done, it was done. Not now. It is a full-fledged coffee, bakery, and they're having all of those. Because we asked, is that going to be like an all the time? They're like, yep, we're going to keep it stocked. And I went, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to have to wait all year for some of my favorites. Now, granted, does that lose some of its luster? Maybe. But it's also not one that I actively sit there, set it in my calendar and go, that's where I'm going today. It'll just be a pleasant, oh, that's right. It's amazing <laughs> that this conversation is happening. It's actually amazing it took this long. It's that time of year where certain things taste better. Yeah. Uh, because like, You're not wrong. Like a lot of people, my wife has been baking because we give away goodies for Christmas. Uh, so my wife's been doing all, had, had to do all the baking and everything, which means my house has smelled wonderful for forever. Uh-huh. Uh, but, and it's kind of funny because there's only one or two of those things that I will let her bake outside of this season. And it's like, I get fussed at with the pumpkin pies. Well, if you've got the pumpkin frozen, make the pumpkin pie in June. No, it won't taste right. Nope. Pumpkin pie does not taste good until along about the end of October. Right. Then it tastes good because it's it's a seasonal gourd. So, you know, it eating it out of season for me anyway just doesn't work. Uh other people may not care. Me care. Don't it, it just doesn't work. And what's funny, I'm the QC tester. This is why I'm this is one of the reasons I'm fat. I'm the QC tester at the house. Which basically means she's cooking and I'm not gonna keep my hands out of the cookie jar. <laughs> And I do. I walk over because some of this stuff I think is absolutely, absolutely delectable straight out of the oven. Mm-hmm. So she's cooking and she'll she'll put stuff down, and there I am. And she's like, "You can't QC them all. The hell I can't. You watch me." <laughs> um, we have a low key favorite that a coworker of mine told me that they had never had before. Someone brought them to a, just a little. It's not a luncheon. We didn't do a luncheon this year, but just a little. It was the gift exchange. Yeah, okay. the uh, the Secret Santa exchange, um, and this person brought this particular. Um, it's not a delicacy. That's not. It's. It tastes like it because of the labor of love that goes into it, but there's nothing really delicate or upscale about it at all. Someone took the butter crackers, added a little peanut butter to them. And coated them in white chocolate. Yeah, that's a that's a common right. This guy uh, never it, had around one these before. parts anyway. Yeah. That's common. This guy never had those before, and he goes, "I really enjoyed that." I said, "Have you never had one?" And he goes, "No, these are new." Why does everyone do these? And I went, "They don't all do them, but when they do, they disappear. There is a reason. Most of them are gone before people make their resolution." Yeah. <laughs> My mom used to do something. She always called golf balls. I think they're actually Russian wedding cookies. Hell, I don't know. But okay. it's basically I'm tracking peanut, you. It's peanut butter with confectionery sugar, all blended in together. You roll it up and and you dip it in chocolate. Yes. And it is. It's nowhere near uh, the candy that you buy off the store shelf. It it's just as good. Right. And I know people that will make them all year round, but the ones at this time of year, the ones at Christmas time of year, always taste better for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my wife does the cookies. It's got the Hershey's Kiss on the top. Yes. And I, I have to taste test those. I, I can't help it. And it, and I tell her all the time, these are not cookies that I want to eat nonstop. But when this time of year rolls around, I definitely want my two, three handfuls. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to eat these. You, you need to put them away now. Uh, and I, I tell her that she will do it. She'll take a day off of work so she can get her baking done and get it put in, in where she's going to put it, at, mm-hmm. dispersed how she wants it. Yeah. She'll put people's names on it. It's the only way to keep me out of it. So. <laughs> and she makes this one bread. It's it, it's called Amish cinnamon bread. Oh. It takes seven flipping days uh-huh. for this batter to uh-huh. become what it needs to, to become. Yes, It Lord. takes seven freaking seconds to fall in love with that shit and eat it. She does a mini loaves. One bite, man. I can scooby-doo the hell out of that shit. So, I would like to make a suggestion based off of a TikTok hack because this could be considered seasonal, but you can do it anytime. 
I don't know if you've seen it or not as it's rolled through your For You page, the cinnamon roll hack that, that people have started to do. So take your normal canned cinnamon rolls, like everybody always does. They're the, they're the cheap, easy out if you want to get that fixed. Because let's be honest, it's a lot of work to make the other happen. Put them in the, put them in the dish. Instead of putting them on a flat tray, put them in a dish. Pyrex 9x13. Pour a little bit of heavy cream in the bottom. The way the TikTok hack works is because you've added that extra moisture, instead of cooking to a crisp, as you would normally expect, rising minimally, the moisture and the richness from the cream and that butter aspect, they balloon. Not like, you know, birthday balloon, but in terms of size, they go from what you would expect, a little bigger than the can, to serving size. So I did that, and it worked. I was genuinely surprised that it worked as well as it did. The interesting thing was I doubled down because I saw a different person who said, you know, there's a different way to make those even better is right before you take them out of the oven, before you ice them, put a little sugar on them, turn the broiler on, brulee them. Son of a bitch. I did both on the same pan. Now, I gave up volume when I bruleed, but I added texture with a crunch. And I do the, my wife loves the orange glazed cinnamon rolls. So, cooked them with the cream, made them bigger, wider, and all that good stuff. Then bruleed them, then hit them with the glaze. They were gone faster than the hot and fresh sign. Nice. Oh, my God. So good. Oh, I'm going to have to go eat again. Yep, I got to do the same. So, uh, you guys have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. It's, it's a three, people. It's a three. It, it's 23. Yes. It's 23. Two, three. It's still going to take me until about June. I'm telling you. And if somebody messes that up, don't be a dick. <laughs>